to relive a moment in time, a mindfully experienced moment that brought you joy. Maybe this helps to propel you into your next moments that may be somewhat of a difficult challenge that you're not looking forward to. Why not prime the pump here, people, right? Use the positive reflections to get that good vibe going again. Those vibrant moments shared in moments past brought to the here and now. My name is Michael Shikitano, and this is Right Here, Right Now, a podcast to inspire the learner inside each of us. In a world that is full of so much information, we will help find and package that information so that you can use it in your lives every day in practical ways. And in each episode, we will remind you of the importance of being present and mindful of your daily thoughts, actions, and interactions. It is truly the most vital step to learning and growth, being mindful and present right here, right now, to take on life's challenges and turn them into life's lessons. So come on this venture with us, a new beginning, a new journey that starts right here, right now. Welcome back, people. I am Michael Shikitano, your host of Right Here, Right Now, the podcast that helps to induce the capacity for us to experience joy in each of our moments, the podcast that allows us to become more mindful of the opportunities to experience joy that are available to us in each of our moments. Today, we're talking about how we can live in each moment mindfully and how this mindful approach may allow us to revisit some of the moments in our life, to re-experience, relive, revive the emotions that were originally invoked in the moment. Let's call this a leveling up on our mindfulness practice here, people. Mindfulness practiced in the moment, feeling good about what you are listening to right here, right now, right? You're present, you're mindful for this episode and maybe replaying it in your mind or heart later today to experience the insights, and more importantly, the emotions that were evoked with this immersive podcast experience, right? This gives us a bonus positive jolt employed at the right time to get us through a moment in the future where we may be struggling or in preparation of a challenging set of circumstances. Today, we will talk about reflection as the tool to be able to take advantage for a second time of the positive emotions that you have experienced. You know, the wonderful feelings of watching the sunrise with someone you care about, the emotions that followed after a wonderful, deep conversation with a loved one, the way your cheeks may hurt from the smiles and giggles when playing with toddlers in your family. Wouldn't it be great to be able to replay these moments and get more out of these moments that help to improve our well-being on our journey in life? It makes me think of this as sort of a journaling for our mind, right? 
reflective opportunities etched in our mind, replayed in our mind, reflecting on the positive experiences and the emotions that we immerse ourselves in with these experiences allows us to re-encounter the positive effects and allows us to re-experience the joy or insight or inspiration or love that we had originally gained. It is leveling up on the things we do, the adventures we seek to keep us grounded and remain calm and experience a fulfilled sense of pleasure or joy. To relive a moment in time, a mindfully experienced moment that brought you joy. Maybe this helps to propel you into your next moments that may be somewhat of a difficult challenge that you're not looking forward to. Not in the sense of trying to overshadow the difficult emotions, right? We need to embrace those. We need to encounter those. But let's face it, we know what a good mindset is capable of doing to our mood and the emotional state that we are in as we prepare to take on life's adversities. Why not prime the pump here, people, right? Use the positive reflections to get that good vibe going again. Those vibrant moments shared in moments past brought to the here and now. And think of this like a wave, maybe even a tidal wave here if we get good enough at this practice. Our state of mind can have a profound effect on how we experience each of our moments in life. And this may sound a little like the same type of thing we do if we were to ruminate on a negative emotion. When we finally found ourselves able to deter our minds from looking back in time, we need to understand this, that we can utilize the same looking back with a deliberate intention here. The rumination is a little less deliberate. It's more automatic and certainly less within our control sometimes, right? Hence, its negative impact is compounded. The positive reflections done deliberately may help to prevent or diminish the opportunity for us to negatively ruminate which is essentially reflection on the negative or the things that cause us irritation or agitation or angst or displeasure, right? So that ruminating that we try to avoid so many times by being in the here and now, by being present right here, right now, this is different when we look back. We're looking back with a purpose to evoke the things that made us feel good. And I think we'll be able to control it especially if we're mindfully present when we're experiencing those positive emotions. If we're spending more time and energy on reflecting on the things that have given us some amount of pleasure, we may be able to break the habit of rumination on some of our shoulda, coulda, woulda moments that we so often beat ourselves up about, right? This can, and it has for me, proven to be a useful tool to get us in a good frame of mind. And this is, this is going to be challenging for some of us, and it's going to be challenging for some of us some of the time. I believe that there are essentially two types of people, or really two mindsets, if you will, when it comes to this type of practice. There are those that seek out the joy in our moments so naturally, and there are those that take a bit more convincing that any level of joy is available to us in each moment. If ever they get to a point where some of the tiny moments, these miniature episodes of joy, have a positive impact on their daily life and the moment-to-moment -moment experiences of their life, oh, what a joyous moment it will be in their life. One they'll want to reflect on and replay. 
and revisit. And so in preparing for this episode, I, I want to talk a little bit about a book that I was reading um, when I created this episode for each of you right here, right now. Of course, the books tend to be the motivation to write. Sometimes the writing inspires me to go find a book that I once read or heard about and want to relive the message once again or re-experience what I learned about um, in its first go-around. My interpretations of these books and, and the works and how they fit into my life and my experiences, and maybe you can consider how some of this episode right here, right now, fits into your life. The book is Inciting Joy. It's by Ross Gay, and he is a new favorite author. I was not able to put the book down. Funny story about this book. I had listened to the Science of Happiness podcast with Shukar Kalantari, um, and Ross Gay was a guest on the, the show. And I love the message in the episode and, of course, needed to learn more. I ordered the book on a Thursday, and I went for a bike ride two days later. And oddly enough, I noticed an absolutely gorgeous library at the end of the bike ride. I go in and, of course, feel right at home, surrounded by the beautiful shelves of books. And I feel the need to grab this book to start reading it. I find the book and I'm glued to it, reading two chapters while I just experience the joy of an intense bike ride. I'm sitting in a rocking chair reading after this ride and reflected on how lucky I was to have been able to experience an incredible physical challenge of the bike ride with sights and sounds and motion and thought and feelings and wind and sun and breathing and burning up and down the hills. Then I get home and the book is on the porch. I pick it up and continue reading fervently to learn more about his amazing stories, about how we can incite joy in the things we do, look for it, cultivate it, manifest its many benefits. And then he describes what joy can incite in us and for us and for those we share it with. And he tells us that joy is an ember for our precursor to wild and unpredictable and transgressive and unboundaried solidarity. And that solidarity might incite further joy. And of course, this, you guessed it, people, might incite more solidarity and then more joy. A beautiful cycle hopefully continues and hopefully is passed on to others that either witness or experience the joy that we joy seekers remain on the verge of grabbing and soaking in and living fully in any and all of our moments, right? So he tells us that, that looking for joy and experiencing joy and sharing joy creates this, this bond, this sense of solidarity with other people. And that allows you to better experience and see and witness and find the joy. And his theory on this cycle is, he actually calls it a hunch. I love this as he writes. My hunch is that joy emerging from our common sorrow, which does not necessarily mean we have the same sorrows, but that we in common sorrow might draw us together. And I've heard this before, right? that we can't experience joy without sorrow. We can't experience pleasure without pain. 
We may have trouble feeling fulfilled if we do not appreciate and notice the emptiness at times. Perhaps this is too much, this dichotomous approach, and this is really, it's not black and white, and and it's not quite either or. There's definitely overlap amongst these emotions and states of being and states of mind and states of heart, right? We must bring it all in. Our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions are everything we are experiencing, and this is why reflection is so important. Through the reflection, we may not only be reliving those emotions, we may be reimagining or perhaps reprocessing what our emotional responses are trying to tell us. And this made me think that sometimes it may be beneficial to re-experience some of the more difficult and perhaps less joyful moments in our lives. Will these sorrowful moments re-experienced make it easier for us to behold joy? To better understand where our sorrows came from, where they put us, how deep the wounds go, where these sorrows currently reside in our state of being. These are questions here, people. And the light that emanates from us when we help each other carry our sorrows is how Ross Gay puts it, right? He says, the light that emanates from us when we help each other carry our sorrows. We know how we feel better when we help each other, and perhaps we must help each other, not for the purposes of feeling better, but rather it is our purpose to help each other. And this genuine approach is really what lets the light emanate from us, right? Here, people, when we help somebody through a tough time, the light just shines. And I've always said and and reminded each of our listeners here, and I remind myself, when you're going through a rough time yourself, look for somebody to help. It will pick you right up. It will get you on your feet. It will help you put one foot in front of the other when you are struggling to help somebody else that's struggling as well. And this reminded me of a passage from uh, Meditations, Marcus Aurelius's uh, Meditations, his journal to himself. The great Stoic philosopher tells us in his diary that helping each other is the reason why we are here, the common shared purpose of all human beings. It is what our nature demands, he writes, and that we must not seek any adulation for the simplicity of caring for each other. And this is right from his entry into his diary. Or by doing them a favor and expecting something in return, instead of looking to the action itself for your reward. What else did you expect from helping someone out? Isn't it enough that you've done what your nature demands? You want a salary for it too? As if your eyes expected a reward for seeing or your feet for walking? That's what they were made for. By doing what they were designed to do, they're performing their function. Whereas humans were made to help others. And when we do help others or help them to do something, we are doing what we were designed for. We perform our function. And linking these two thoughts or notions, right? Helping other people, that's our purpose, and helping other people through their sorrows to create some sense of joy, or at least putting us on the verge of joy. We can put it together that sorrow is such a common language, it is inescapable. 
and joy is the evidence of practicing the entanglement amongst the experiences of sorrow. Almost like sorrow is the base here, people. Joy is how we move on from this base. And helping each other is how we can advance the connection of joy. And hence, the solidarity and the joy cycle is born. Joy is propagated. Solidarity ensues. I hope that you are lucky enough to get whisked away by this cycle. And so back to the notion of reflection. Let's call this homework for each of us. Start by looking for your present moment experiences that you are mindfully present for. Take the joy, put a pin in it. Notice the emotions. Name the feelings in your experiences and then go back. Maybe a few hours later, just to practice this wonderful art of reflection. You've heard me say that we must not return to the past too often, right? The rumination may hinder progress in the here and now, right here, right now. But this sort of reflection is invaluable. And practice, play with it, see what it can do for you. And I'd say it's necessary even to flourish from the moments of joy and come back and be catapulted into the moments of joy when we are experiencing the sorrows that bind us all together. Let's remind each other that being mindful and present in each of our moments is the only way this reflective practice will have its lasting and most profound impact. These tiny moments of joy must be lived with a mindful approach to each of our experiences. This is a good time to remind ourselves how important it can be to share in the moments of joy as well as the moments that bring us sorrow. And it brings to mind another quote, happiness shared is doubled, grief shared is halved. The point is to share, share in the moments and then share in the reflections. It's like two for the price of one. Way more bang for your buck or quite simply, we allow this to become a habit for us, a positive cycle of positive reflections to live and relive the moments that allow us to grow and flourish right here, right now. Thank you all for listening. Go do your homework. And part of your homework is please share this episode with someone you care about. And don't forget to rate the show these things would mean so very much to me. We'll see you next time, right here, right now. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time, right here, right now. <laughs>